الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم knowing the benefits the benefits behind knowing the reasons for sending the revelations this is very important because it leads to many many benefits first that the Quran was sent down from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it is such because the Prophet used to be asked about something he would not give an answer sometimes until the revelation is brought down on him or that the matter may not be known to him and the revelation comes down making it known and clear like for example in the case where <coughs> the following verse was revealed <coughs> the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الرُّوحِ they ask you concerning الروح قُلِ الرُّوحُ مِنْ أَمْرِ رَبِّي وَمَا أُوْتِيْتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا سورة الإسراء verse 85 سورة الإسراء chapter 17 verse 85 and they ask you O Muhammad concerning the ruh the spirit say a ruh the spirit it is one of the things the knowledge of which is only with my lord and the knowledge you mankind have been given only is a little it is reported in Sahih al-Bukhari on the authority of Abdullah bin Mas'ud may Allah be pleased with him that a man from the Jews asked the Prophet ﷺ said Ya Abul Qasim Marruh O Abul Qasim nickname of the Prophet ﷺ what is the spirit so the Prophet ﷺ was silent and in another narration he held meaning from saying anything Abdullah bin Mas'ud said I knew that he was receiving revelation and when the revelation came to the Prophet ﷺ, the answer was in this verse 1785 and they ask you O Muhammad concerning the spirit say the ruh, the spirit it is one of the things the knowledge of which is only with my Lord Allah another example 
the case of the hypocrites in Surah Al-Munafiqun verse 63 verse 8 يقولون لإن رجعنا إلى المدينة سورة المنافقون verse 63 there the hypocrites say if we return to the Medina to يقولون لئن رجعنا إلى المدينة لا يخرجن الأعز منها الأذل. The hypocrites say if we return to Al-Madina, indeed the more honorable, referring to their man Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul, the chief of the hypocrites in Medina, will expel their from the meaner, and they refer the meaner as Allah's messenger. Then comes the response, the revelation. But honor, power, and glory belong to Allah, His Messenger, and to the believers, but the hypocrites know not. It is reported in Sahih al-Bukhari that Zayd bin Arqam, may Allah be pleased with him, heard Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul, the chief of the hypocrites, saying this, meaning that he is the honorable, and that the Prophet ﷺ and the believers are the mean, or the meaner. This reached the Prophet ﷺ. And the Prophet ﷺ called upon Zayd. And he informed him as to what he heard. He, then the Prophet ﷺ sent for Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul, the chief of the hypocrites. He sent for him and for his people. They swore that they didn't say these words. The Prophet ﷺ believed them. Allah then revealed to the Prophet ﷺ that Zayd spoke the truth and that the hypocrites were lying. So the matter was clarified for the Prophet ﷺ. A third benefit. It shows the reasons behind the revelation. <coughs> it shows the care, Allah's care for His Messenger Muhammad and defending Him. As we, as we see in the following verse, in the following revelation, in Surah Al-Furqan, chapter 25, verse 22, كذلك لنثبت به فؤادك ورتلناه ترتيلا
on the day they will see the angels. No glad tidings will there be for the mujrimin, the criminals, the disbelievers, the polytheists that day. And they, the angels, will say, all kinds, all kinds of glad tidings are forbidden for you. None will be allowed to enter paradise except the one who said La ilaha illallah and acted particularly. Uh, we're giving perhaps the wrong uh, uh, verse number, perhaps. وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَوْ لَا نُزِّلَ عَلَيْهِ الْقُرْآنُ جُمْلَةً وَاحِدًا It's 32, I'm sorry, I gave you 22. This is Al-Furqan 32. 32. Al-Furqan 32. Yes, those who disbelieve say, why is not the Quran revealed to him all at once? To Muhammad Thus it is sent down in parts, that we may strengthen your heart thereby. And we have revealed it to you gradually in stages. وَرَتَّلْنَاهُ also Tartila as in Surah 17 al Isra 106 وَقُرْآنًا فَرَقْنَاهُ لِتَقْرَأَهُ عَلَى النَّاسِ عَلَى مُكْثٍ also وَنَزَّلْنَاهُ تَنْزِيلًا And it is a Qur'an which we have divided into parts in order that you might recite it to men at intervals. And we have revealed it by stages. And Tartil recitation is to recite it without speed, without rushing and here the recitation does not meet does not mean tajween. It should be read slowly. This is the meaning of Tartil. So here there is a clarification and in defense and caring for the Prophet when they said these things. Why not the Quran is sent, revealed to him all at once? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it clear why. That we may strengthen your heart by. Similarly concerning the verses in Surah An-Nur, Surah An-Nur chapter 11 in the defense of the honor of the Prophet sallallahu concerning his wife Aisha and the slander she received the ifk chapter 11 uh, verse 11 in, in Surah An-Nur which is 24 11 verily those who brought forth the slander against Aisha 
May Allah be pleased with him. The wife of the Prophet are a group among you. Consider it not a bad thing for you. No, nay, it is a good for you. Unto every man among them will be paid that which he had earned of the sin. And as for him among them who had the greater share therein, his will be a great torment. <coughs> and it's worth mentioning what really took place so that we know of the <coughs> of the honor of the Prophet ﷺ, how they intended to slander the Prophet ﷺ in the most important relationship he had in terms with his relationship with his close ones from his wives Aisha may Allah be pleased with her and with all of them <coughs> she Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha may Allah be pleased with her said as in Sahih al-Bukhari <coughs> she said when, whenever Allah's messenger intended to go on a journey he used to draw lots amongst his wives and Allah's Messenger used to take with him the one on whom the lot fell. He drew lots amongst us during one of the expeditions which he fought. The lot fell on me, <coughs> and so I proceeded with Allah's Messenger, وسلم, after the revelation of the verse of the veil of Al-Hijab I was carried on the back of a camel in my howda and carried down while still in it when we came to a halt so we went on till Allah's messenger had finished from that expedition of his and returned when we approached the city of Medina he announced at night that it was time for departure. So, when they announced the news of departure, I got up and went away from the army camps. And after finishing from the call of nature, I came back to my riding animal. I touched my chest to find that my necklace which was made of zifar beads which is a Yemenite beads partly black and partly white was missing so I returned to look for my necklace and my search for it detained me in the meanwhile the people in the meanwhile the people who used to carry me on my camel in the meanwhile the people who used to carry me on my camel came and took my howdah and put it on the back of my camel on which I used to ride as they considered that I was in it in those days Women were light in weight, for they did not get fat, 
and flesh did not cover their bodies in abundance as they used to eat but a little food. Those people therefore disregarded the lightness of the howdah while lifting and carrying it. And at that time I was still a young girl. They made the camel rise and all of them left along with it. I found my necklace after the army had gone. Then I came to their camping place to find no call maker of them, nor one who could respond to the call. So I intended to go to the place where I used to stay, thinking that they would miss me and come back to me in my search. While I was sitting in my resting place, I was overwhelmed by sleep and slept. Then Safwan ibn al-Mu'attal al-Sulami was behind the army. When he reached my place in the morning, he saw the figure of a sleeping person and he recognized me on seeing me as he had seen me before the order of the compulsory veil the hijab was prescribed so I woke up when he recited istirja' when he said inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un it means truly to Allah we belong and truly to him we shall return as soon as he recognized me he made this istirja' inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un Aisha said I veiled my face with my head cover at once and by Allah we didn't speak a single word and I didn't hear him saying any word besides his istirja' He dismounted from his camel and made it kneel down, putting his leg on its front legs and then I got up and rode on it. Then he set out leading the camel that was carrying me till we overtook the army in the extreme heat of midday while they were at a halt taking a rest. Because of the event, some people brought destruction upon themselves, meaning by slandering Aisha. And the one who spread this ifk, this slander, more was Abdullah bin Ubay ibn Salul, the hypocrite. Urwa said, the people propagated the slander and talked about it in his in this Abdullah's oh yes Abdullah bin Ubay ibn Salul Abdullah bin Ubay ibn Salul he was the one who spread the slander against Aisha he's a hypocrite his name came earlier Urwa said 
the people propagated the slander and talked about it in his meaning in Abdullah's presence and he confirmed it and listened to it and asked about it to let it prevail Urwa also added none was mentioned as members of the slanderous group besides Abdullah except Hassan bin Thabit and Mistah bin Uthata and Hamna bin Jahsh along with others about whom I have no knowledge Urwa said but they were a group as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said it is said that the one who carried most of the slander was Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul Urwa added Aisha disliked to have Hassan abused in her presence and she used to say it was he who said my father and his meaning my father's father and my honor are all for the protection of Muhammad's honor from you Aisha added after we returned to Medina I became ill for a month the people were propagating the forged statement of the slanderers while I was unaware of anything of all that while I was unaware of anything of all that she didn't know of the slander being propagated against her la ilaha illallah she said the people were propagating the forged statements of the slanderers while I was unaware of anything of all of that but I felt that in my present ailment I was not receiving the same kindness from the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa as I used to receive it when I got sick so she felt there is something wrong <coughs> but now Allah's messenger would only come greet me and say how is that lady and leave that roused my doubts but I didn't discover the evil meaning the slander till I went out after my conveyance I went out with Um Mistah to Al-Manasi where we used to answer the call of nature and we used not to go out to answer the call of nature except at night and that was before we had latrines near our houses and this habit of our concerning evacuating the bowels was similar to the habits of the old Arabs living in the deserts for it would be troublesome for us to take latrines near our houses so I and Um Mistah who was the daughter of Abu Rahm bin Al-Muttalib bin Abd Manaf whose mother was the daughter of Sakhr bin Amr and the aunt of Abu Bakr al-Siddiq her father meaning and whose son was Mistah bin Uthatha bin Abbad bin Al-Muttalib went out she went with this lady Um Mistah to the place where they used to answer the call of nature I and Um Mistah returned to my house after we finished answering the call of nature Um Mistah stumbled by getting her foot entangled in her covering sheet and on that she said she said let Mistah be ruined I said what a hard word you have said 
Do you abuse a man who took part in the battle of Badr? On that she said, Oh you Didn't you hear what he, meaning Mistah, said? I said, what did he say? Then she told me the slander of the people of the Ifk, that incident. So my ailment was aggravated. And when I reached my home, Allah's messenger came to me. And after greeting me said, how is that lady? I said, Will you allow me to go to my parents? As I wanted to be sure about the news through them. Allah's messenger allowed me and I went to my parents and asked my mother. Oh mother, what are the people talking about? She said, oh my daughter, don't worry. For scarcely is there a charming woman who is loved by her husband and whose husband has other wives besides herself, that they, meaning the woman, would third faults with her. I said, Subhanallah, I testify that Allah is free of all imperfection. Are the people really talking in this way? I kept on weeping that night, till down I could neither stop weeping nor Sleep. Okay, hello Fleming. Then in the morning again I kept on weeping. When the divine inspiration was delayed, Allah's Messenger called Ali bin Abi Talib and Usama bin Zayd to ask and consult them about divorcing me. Osama bin Zayd said what he knew of my innocence and the respect he preserved in himself for me. Osama said, O oh Allah's Messenger, she is your wife and we don't know anything except good about her. Ali bin Abi Talib said, O oh Allah's Messenger, Allah does not put you in difficulty. And there are plenty of women other than she. Yet, ask the maid servant who will tell you the truth. On that, Allah's Messenger called Barira, the maid servant, and said, O Barira, did you ever see anything which aroused your suspicion? Barira said to him, by him who has sent you with the truth. I have never seen anything in her in Aisha, which I would conceal, except that she is a young girl who sleeps leaving the door of her family exposed so that the domestic goats come and eat it. So, on that day, Allah's Messenger وسلم got up on the pulpit and complained about Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul before his companions saying O oh, you Muslims 
who will relieve me from that man who has hurt me with his evil statement about my family by Allah I know nothing except good about my family and they have blamed a man about whom I know nothing except good and he used never to enter my home except with me Sa'ad bin Mu'ad the brother of Banu Abd Al-Ashhal got up and said oh Allah's messenger I will relieve you from him meaning from Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul the hypocrite if he is from the tribe of Al-Aws then I will chop his head off and if he is from our brothers meaning Al-Kharzaj Al-Khazraj then order us and we will fulfill your order on that a man from Al-Khazraj got up Um Hassan his cousin was from his branch tribe and he was Sa'ad bin Ubadah the chief of Al-Khazraj before this incident he was a pious man but his love for his tribe goaded him into saying to Sa'ad bin Mu'ad by Allah you have told a lie you shall not and cannot kill him if he belonged to your people you would not wish him to be killed on that Usaid bin Hudayr who was the cousin of Sa'ad got up and said to Sa'ad bin Ubadah by Allah you are a liar we will surely kill him and you are a hypocrite arguing on behalf of the hypocrites on this the two tribes of Al-Aws and Al-Khazraj got so much excited that they were about to fight while, while Allah's messenger sallallahu was standing on the pulpit Allah's messenger kept on quieting them till they became silent and so did he all that day I kept on weeping with my tears never ceasing and I could never sleep Aisha said in the morning my parents were with me and I wept for two nights and a day with my tears never ceasing and I could never sleep till I thought that my liver would burst from weeping so while my parents were sitting with me and I was weeping an Ansari woman asked me to grant her admittance I allowed her to come in and when she came in she sat down and started weeping with me while we were in this state Allah's messenger came greeted us and sat down he had never sat with me since the day of the slander a month had elapsed and no divine inspiration came to him about my case Allah's messenger then recited tashahud and then said amma ba'du o Aisha it proceeds then o Aisha I have been informed so and so about you if you are innocent then soon Allah will reveal your innocence 
And if you have committed a sin, then repent to Allah and ask Him for forgiveness. For when a slave confesses his sins and asks Allah for forgiveness, Allah accepts his repentance. When Aisha, when Allah's Messenger finished his speech, my tears ceased flowing completely, that I no longer felt a single drop of tear flowing. I said to my father, reply to Allah's Messenger on my behalf concerning what he has said. My father, meaning Abu Bakr, may Allah be pleased with him, said, by Allah, I do not know what to say to Allah's Messenger. Then I said to my mother, reply to Allah's Messenger on my behalf concerning what he said. She said, her mother, by Allah, I don't know what to say to Allah's Messenger. In spite of the fact that I was a young girl and had a little knowledge of the Quran, I said, by Allah, no doubt, I know that you heard this slanderous speech so that it has been planted in your hearts and you have taken it as a truth. Now, if I tell you that I am innocent, you will not believe me. And if I confess to you about it, and Allah knows that I am innocent, you will surely believe me. By Allah, I found or I find no similitude for me and you except that of Yusuf, of Joseph's father, when he said, فصبر جميل والله المستعان على ما تصفون Joseph's father when he said for me patience in the most fitting against that which you assert it is Allah alone whose help can be sought then I turned to other side to the other side and lay on my bed and Allah knew then that I was innocent and hoped that Allah would reveal my innocence but by Allah I never thought that Allah would reveal about my case such divine inspiration to be read for I am to myself so humble that I didn't expect Allah to talk in my concern but I hope that Allah's messenger might have a dream in which Allah would prove my innocence. But by Allah, before Allah's messenger left his seat, and before any of the household left, the divine inspiration came to Allah's messenger. He then afflicted with the severe fever he used to have when he used to be inspired divinely. The sweat was dropping from his body like pearls, Though it was a wintry day, and that was because of the weighty statement which was being revealed to him. When the state of Allah's Messenger was over, he got up smiling. He got up smiling, and the first word he said was, O Aisha, 
Allah has declared you Allah has declared your innocence then my mother said to me go up to him to Allah's messenger I replied by Allah I will not go up to him and I praise none but Allah Azza wa Jal so Allah revealed the 10 verses in Surah An-Nur chapter 24 verses 11-20 Allah revealed those verses to declare my innocence Abu Bakr al-Siddiq her father who used to disperse money for Mistah because of his relationship to him and his poverty said by Allah I will never give to Mistah anything after he has said about Aisha then Allah revealed وَلَا يَأْتَ لِأُولُ الْفَضْلِ مِنْكُمْ إِلَىٰ قَوْلِهِ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ and let not those among you who are good and wealthy swear not to give any sort of help to their kinsmen kinsmen those in need and those who have left their homes for Allah's cause let them pardon and forgive do you not love that Allah should forgive you and Allah is oft forgiving most merciful this is Surah An-Nur 24-22 Abu Bakr al-Siddiq said yes by Allah I would like that Allah forgive me and went on giving Mistah the money he used to give him before he also added by Allah I will never deprive him of it at all Allah's messenger also asked Zainab bin Jahsh meaning his wife about my case he said to Zainab what do you know and what did you see she replied O Allah's messenger I refrain from claiming falsely that I have heard or seen anything by Allah I know nothing except good about Aisha from amongst the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, Zainab was my peer in beauty and in the love she received from the Prophet ﷺ, but Allah saved her from that evil because of her piety her sister Hamna started struggling on her behalf by spreading the slander so that her sister would not have a rival in the love of Allah's messenger and she was destroyed along with those who were destroyed the man who was blamed said Subhanallah, by him in whose hand my soul is, I have never uncovered the cover, the veil of any female. Later on, the man was martyred in Allah's cause. This is the account of the this hadith which is famous as Hadith al-Ifq, the hadith of the slander, the slander of the hypocrites against Aisha. They wanted to get to the honor of the Prophet ﷺ in his household. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala defending the Prophet ﷺ revealed the innocence of Aisha in a Quran recited until the day of resurrection in Surah An-Nur, chapter 24, the verses that you heard from 11 to 22. The third benefit behind revealing the causes for revelation is showing the care of Allah concerning his slaves in relieving them from calamities and hardship the example of that is concerning ayat al-tayammum the verse of tayammum the dry ablution 
There is the story. Aisha narrated. She said, We set out with the Prophet ﷺ on one of his journeys till we reached Al-Bayda or Datul Jaysh, another place. A necklace of mine was broken and lost. Allah's Messenger ﷺ stayed there to search for it and so did the people along with him. There was no water at that place. So the people went to Abu Bakr, her father, and said, Don't you see what Aisha has done? She has made Allah's Messenger and the people stay where there is no water, and they have no water with them. Abu Bakr came while Allah's Messenger was sleeping with his head on my thigh. He said to me, You have detained Allah's Messenger and the people where there is no water, and they have no water with them. So he admonished me and said what Allah wished him to say, and hit me on my flank with his hand. Nothing prevented me from moving because of pain, but the position of Allah's Messenger on my side. Allah's Messenger got up when dawn broke, and there was no water. And here's the point of evidence now. So Allah revealed the divine verses of Tayammum. Of Tayammum. Tayammum means to strike the hands over clean earth and then pass the palm of each on the back of the other. Blow off the dust and then pass them on the face. This is performed instead of ablution of wudu and instead of whistle in case of sexual defilement when water is not available or under other circumstances where water may be available but could be very cold or very hot etc that it could hurt so Allah revealed the verses of tayammum so they performed tayammum and Usaid ibn Hudayr said oh family of Abu Bakr this is not the first blessing of yours This is not the first blessings of yours. And this hadith is in Bukhari. And it is hadith, uh, uh, volume 1, hadith number 330. The fourth benefit is to make a correct understanding of the verses. We're talking about the benefits behind Yes, I Surah Al-Ma'idah verse 6. Naam. Jazakumullah khair. Is to make the understanding correct of certain verses. Take for example in Surah Al-Baqarah. إِنَّ الصَّفَى وَالْمَرْوَةَ مِنْ شَعَائِرِ اللَّهِ فَمَنْ حَجَّ الْبَيْتَ أَوْ اِعْتَمَرَ فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْهِ أَنْ يَطَّوَّفَ بِهِمَا
ان الصفا والمروه من شعائر الله this is surah al-baqarah verse 158 to 158 as-safa <coughs> is to the east of the Kaaba. verily as-safa and al-marwa two mountains in Mecca are of the symbols of Allah from Sha'ir Allah so it is not a sin on him who perform hajj or umrah or pilgrimage of the house to perform the going tawaf between them, between Safa and Marwa. And whoever does good voluntarily, then verily Allah is a recognizer, all recognizer, all knower. So when Allah says here, فَلَا جُنَاحَ عَلَيْهِ there is, It is not a sin on him is to show that the sa'i, the pacing between walking between Safa and Marwa is permissible. There is nothing harm. There is no harm on in, on, in, in regarding this. Why 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 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that it is not a sin? It is reported in Sayyid Bukhari on the authority of Asim bin Sulaiman who said I asked Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, about a Safa and Marwa, about the Safa and Marwa. I asked him about them. Because we used to see them that they are part of the days of ignorance. So Allah revealed this verse in response that there is no sin on him who perform hajj between them. So the verse here is not really telling us the ruling concerning the walking between Safa and Marwa. However, what is intended here is to lift the unease. Because they thought that these were from the matters of Jahiliyyah, and since Islam came to abolish Jahiliyyah ignorance, the days of the pre-Islamic era, then they took this stance of any having a problem with As-Safa and Al-Marwa. And Allah is telling them there is no sin in performing such a walk between Safa and Marwa. So Allah here is lifting the unease which they misunderstood. Because they thought if these are from the matters of Jahiliyyah to be going between Safa and Marwa. As to the issue of ruling on them, it is made clear in the saying, they are the symbols of Allah. They are of the symbols of Allah. Min Allah. So they are required. So regarding the basing ruling of the Sa'i, the, the pacing between Saf and Marwa, it is permissible when Allah says they are from the symbols of Allah. But here, Allah made something understood when he said so it is not a sin so don't think that there is a sin behind this issue of Safa and Marwa pacing between them because they misunderstood it so Allah therefore so Allah therefore made that clear so we can stop here inshallah ta'ala on this note 
and uh, we continue inshallah discussion further concerning the uh, basics or the foundations of tafsir and Allah the most high knows best وَصَلَّى الله for your attendance and for your listening and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a benefit for myself and for all of you and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestow from his mercy upon the shaykh for his efforts rahimahullah ta'ala wa alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh